Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adults ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. I hope you are all doing well. Today's episode, we will be talking about overcoming low self-esteem. And I know many of you, most of you know all about this one. So chronic low self-esteem tends to go with the package. Uh, It's a weight we carry around with us. We usually have past experiences that we bring into the present moment, past hurts, past judgments from other people, or more likely judgments we have about ourselves and what we can and can't do. And so we carry this weight into many different situations. And then the triggers that come up, they're big triggers. And they're not just about that specific instance. They're about all of the stuff that came before, whether it was something you were telling yourself in your head or experiences you've had with other people. So low self-esteem is something that we need to unpack because there's a, you could just say, well, I have ADHD and I have ADHD challenges and I have rejection sensitivity. Yeah, that's that's top level. But then if you go deeper, there's a more high resolution picture we can paint so we can get clear about what's causing specifically the sense of low self-esteem and how do we address it. So today we will bring awareness to those specific things that create low self-esteem and what actions we can take to regularly fill our tank so that we can experience greater self-confidence and know how to skillfully untie ourselves when we're triggered. Okay, just one quick announcement. Due to the response, we have added one more date for the Mind Mapping Workshop. And we listened to you, especially those of you in Australia and New Zealand who emailed and said, please give us a time that works for us. So here you go. It's going to be Tuesday, August 16th at 3 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you do the conversions for your time, but it should probably be around 8 a.m. Uh, if you're in that neck of the woods. 
So this is a comprehensive mind mapping workshop. And I would say that mind mapping is the number one productivity tool for people with ADHD. It gives us so many options of getting things out of our head and easily onto a mind map so that we can organize things and manage our day, plan projects, and find a way in through all the maze of thoughts and ideas and put them into a form that we can actually take action on. So we'll be talking about planning your day with mind mapping, mapping out projects, breaking down overwhelming tasks, business planning, essay and report writing, and a lot, a lot more. So if you're interested, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mind map workshop, and I'll leave a link in the description. And for those of you who joined us in the June workshop, thanks so much. It was so great to connect with all of you. I really enjoyed getting your emails and connecting with you and hearing your progress with mind mapping. And I hope to connect with all of you soon. Okay, so in talking about overcoming low self-esteem, we need to start with the challenges. What are the challenges of chronic low self-esteem or just periodic experiences of low self-esteem? So for many of us, it is chronic. So it's usually based on things that we want to accomplish that we can't accomplish. We for, or we forgot to do something. We were late on a work project. We forgot to do the dishes. We were late to pick up the kids. Whatever it is, those are the, the accumulation of all those things build up over time. Now, we could take each one of those and break them down and say, okay, we're going to build a support system for this particular thing and for this particular thing. Yes, but the accumulation of those challenges have built up. That act, that happened, right? So you've gone through these experiences, and emotionally, you're still carrying the weight of those experiences. It could also be blow-ups that you've had in relationships, right? Either with your partner or with other people. So that's also in the wiring, right? Um, and so when an incident occurs, it triggers all of the times in the past that that thing has occurred. Some version of that has occurred in the past. And then instantly, our self-judgmental dialogue usually kicks in. And we start to say, we suck. I can't do anything. I'm intrinsically broken is, I think, like at the bottom of that. I'm just like, I am broken. It's not like I have this challenge or whatever. It's an association with I am in some deep way broken. And if you pay attention, your current suffering is coming more from your inner dialogue than whatever that incident is. And it's really important to tease those apart because if, if you don't start to see the difference between the present moment and your experience in the past that is coloring your present moment, it's really difficult to, to make any shifts in self-esteem. And for many of us, we have people around us that are highly judgmental. They're, they're constantly pointing out our faults, whether it's a spouse or whether it's uh, someone at work. And so over time, that continuous criticism builds up and absolutely affects our self-esteem. Maybe there's an area of our life where we've worked really hard on it for a long time to be reliable, to be responsible, and then we slip up. And it can be really devastating because we've put energy and time into it. And people outside of us who are more farmer types can't understand the, the degree and energy that has gone into us working on this one thing. And then there's a slip up, something you, you blew it, you blew it on this, you blew it on that. That's what you're telling yourself. And maybe you're getting the feedback from someone else. And that can be 
devastating because then you think, well, I put all this energy and time into improving and what's the point of it? And then it's at that point that you have to be extra careful because that's when you do those big slides where you're like, okay, well, what's the point? Why, why keep doing this if it's so difficult? So to just wrap up on the challenges, it's typically when we're talking about low sense of self-esteem, it's usually connected to our challenges with follow-through, distractibility, motivation, overwhelm, emotional blow-ups. I mean, those are the, that's the terrain we're talking about. Okay, so what do we do about it? What are some of the solutions? How do we build our sense of self-esteem? How do we untie ourselves when we get triggered so we can get ourselves back to center again? So to start with, it's important to recognize that self-esteem is a need. It's an intrinsic part of everyone's psyche. So it's like a vitamin. We need a regular dose of it for us to feel healthy and well. So when we don't get a need met, it triggers emotions. And emotions are like the lights on the dashboard telling you whether or not a need is being met. That's Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, Nonviolent Communication. It really is helpful to see it in this light because then you can do something about it. It's in, Then you can recognize we don't just shore it up. We don't just have, okay, now I have self-esteem. Now I've done this and this, and now I've accomplished this in my life. Now I have self-esteem. That's not what happens. You don't arrive at a place where now you have self-esteem forever. So that's very good news because then there are actions that you can take to meet that need for self-esteem. Just like if you have a need for food and water, you know there's actions you can take. You know, here's what I need to do to meet this particular need. It's a living thing. Needs uh, for self-esteem will continue to arise throughout your day, throughout your life. You will continually have a need for self-esteem. And when you recognize it, when it comes up and you go, something triggers you and you go, wow, I really have a need for self-esteem right now. That's really helpful because then you can do something about it. Then you can say, okay, when my need for self-esteem arises, I can do X, Y, and Z. And that's why understanding self-esteem as a need is so empowering. Also, it's important to recognize that it's usually your self-dialogue that's causing most of the damage, okay? So when you go through an experience where you feel like you blew it or you're not showing up in the way you want to show up, you've disappointed yourself or someone else, it's the dialogue that's keeping the suffering from happening. It's perpetuating the suffering because had you gone through the experience and then completely forgot about it, you would be back to baseline again. So it's your dialogue, your self-dialogue, that inner critic or whatever it is that's playing the tape back, either it's playing the tape back of that person saying something to you or it's you usually judging yourself for not showing up in the way you want to show up. It's that mechanism that's actually causing the damage that is eroding your sense of self-esteem. So when you recognize that, then you can use awareness practices and journaling and tools like that to start to untie yourself from the spin to get yourself back to baseline. So to continue on with just having perspective is part of the solution. 
It's important to recognize that many of the things we struggle with are very farmer-type tasks, right? So the classic hunter-farmer theory, Tom Hartman's hunter-farmer theory, our society is not designed for hunter-types. It's just not. So our challenges with consistency and doing the same thing day in, day out is really challenging for us. We have a different set of skills that don't often connect in with how modern society is, is set up. Okay, so that's all about the perspective. Now let's get down into actions. So first off, it's about leaning your life in the direction of making it more hunter-type friendly. So that's what this whole podcast is about. This is all what Drummer in the Great Mountain, the book, is about. It's how do you tweak your life in ways where you're make you're getting the support you need for the places that you you need support, things that you're just not great at that you need to pull in support. What are the tools that you need to, to set up for yourself? What are the things that you need to schedule put on your schedule so that they're going to support you in that way? This is all of what we cover when we do our Alive online workshops. We spend a month just going through, starting with visioning, and then starting to then build in those time management skills and those life skills and those, those health things that are going to make us more able to show up and do the tasks that are challenging for us to do. And most importantly, it's about having more time to do the things we're good at. That's the point. So we want to reduce the amount of things that are challenging for us by getting support and getting in good systems so that we can do the things we're good at, what we're naturally good at. So this is the whole point of all of this discussion is to build your sense of self-esteem so you can show up and give the gifts you're here to give. It's also important to recognize that we're often surrounded by a lot of farmer types, and we need to make sure that we're spending time with people that do understand us, that are more hunter types, that have an understanding of what it's like, what are the challenges, and ideally people that have done some work on themselves so that you're getting good support. Otherwise, you're just commiserating with other people. So you want to find people in your life that you can do this work with. You can do the things that we talk about on this podcast, and there's lots of other great work in this field. So like, go out and start doing the work and finding people that are wired the way you're wired so you don't, you're not just surrounded by people that don't get you. That is so important. And if you find yourself in the place where you, like, you're like, oh, I just don't have anyone that gets me, then go out, find a group, find an ADHD group, find something that's going to give you some perspective so it's not just you alone in the world and everyone around you just doesn't understand you. So that's just lack of action. You can make that change. It doesn't take that much work. You need to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that do understand you. Okay, so let's get to the core of this episode. The big question is, what feeds your self-esteem? So if self-esteem is a need, then there are specific actions you can take to meet that need. But they're going to be different for you than it is for anyone else. So there's no blanket thing I could say, well, do this and it'll feed your sense of self-esteem. You need to think back to times in your life when you felt, ah, oh, yeah, like I feel like a really strong sense of self-esteem. What were you doing? What was the context for that? So here's a couple suggestions. The first one, and most important, is do something you're good at. So just think about what are you good at and how often are you actually doing that thing? And I'm always surprised when I ask this question, like in a workshop, people are people forget. You, they forget unless they actually sit down and remind themselves, oh, I've been doing all these things that I'm terrible at 
on a regular basis and I rarely do the things that I'm actually good at. So asking yourself, what are you good at? And, and then the next question is, how often do you actually do that thing? Now, many of you are artists and creative folk. I'd say probably most of you. And so creating something you're proud of, just being in the act of creativity is a huge thing. And many of us get stuck in the world and we're, you know, we're with family and with work and with everything else. And we don't do some basic creative actions on a regular basis basis. And so after a while, that just erodes your sense of self-esteem because you're doing all this stuff that's really challenging for you. And the things that you're actually good at just get pushed by the wayside because they're not important, but they are important because they feed your sense of self-esteem. So whether that's art or music, just making things, whatever it is, putting time towards your creativity feeds your self-esteem. Also, speaking with and hanging out with people that get you and respect you. That's so absolutely important. If you want to feed your sense of self-esteem, put yourself in a situation that's going to lean towards getting that need met. So if you're spending a lot of time with people that are critical or don't get you, you're more than likely going to feel crappy after. So speak with, hang out with people that you know get you and respect you. Another tip is just to get out into nature. Often we're so bombarded by the man-made world that is filled with judgments and evaluations that when we get out in nature, just that alone can be enough to really calm us down and give us like an innate sense of well-being. And part of that is a sense of self-esteem. So for me, a couple of things that I know absolutely boost my sense of self-esteem. Uh, Coaching definitely does it, which is great because that's what I do on a regular basis. So that helps. So And it's me interacting with other people and seeing that my skills are supporting someone else's well-being. That absolutely, more than anything else probably, feeds my sense of self-esteem. If I'm really low, I keep an, a, a set of emails that when people write me positive feedback, I have a folder for that. And I will definitely go back to that if I'm feeling low that day. Or if I feel like I am I have imposter syndrome, like who am I to, to give this advice? When I go back and read that, I'm like, oh, okay, people, I need to remind myself. Yes, I know that I've done that in the past, but when I'm in a state of low self-esteem, what do I need to do to get myself out of it? I'll go back and read some of those emails and go, oh, okay, yeah, I did that. I was able to create some level of support for another, another human being, and that definitely meets my need for self-esteem. So there's one particular kind of action that's almost guaranteed to boost your self-esteem, and that is service, volunteering, getting yourself into a situation where you're focused on someone else and their needs instead of your own needs is almost always a good recipe for meeting your sense of self-esteem. So then once you've identified, okay, here's some actions I can take that meet my need for self-esteem, putting those on your schedule is the next step. Ensuring that you're going to get those needs met regularly. How do you get your need met for self-esteem regularly? Not just, oh, well, this happened and that met my need for self-esteem, but then the rest of the week was crappy. Take control over the situation. What do you need to do? What do you need to put in your schedule so that your need for self-esteem is met regularly? If you understand that, this is a key, especially if you've struggled with this, this is a key to making your life a whole lot better. 
And part of that means that you make it a priority. Your self-esteem is a priority. If you've learned from other people and maybe from parenting or whatever that you need to negate your need for self-esteem to make others happy, that was a bad patterning. You need to let that go. Your need for self-esteem is going to feed everyone around you. When you get your needs met, naturally other people get their needs met as well. That's how it works. There's no other way it works. If you're taking care of yourself, other people will be nourished by that experience, period. So you need to look at what what can I put on my schedule that meets my need for self-esteem. Now, in terms of self-esteem, it's important to look at the importance of exercise and nutrition. I know I mention this all the time on on this podcast, but it's so important to look at it. Um, And I just had this experience recently where, you know, I, I go for 10 to 15 minute run every day and I stubbed my toe. And so for two or three days, I couldn't run and it all came back. It was it was bad. I was just like, oh man, I was fuzzy and irritable, and it just it it always whenever something like that happens or I get sick, it just reminds me of how much I get from doing just basic cardio exercise every day. It's a big deal. It's not a little deal. Um, so recognizing that having a good exercise routine will also support your sense of self esteem. So looking at Also, what you're eating, if you're eating a lot of sugary foods and you're eating a lot of foods that, a lot of carbs, chances are they are, they're having an impact on your brain chemistry and they're probably having an impact on how, what you're ruminating on that will be affecting your self-esteem. So exercise and nutrition absolutely have a connection with your self-esteem. Now, if you're really in the dumps and you just you can't pull yourself out of it, I want to highly encourage you to find a good therapist. Maybe it's a CBT therapist, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, It may also be someone who's a trauma therapist. So there might be some trauma in the past that you find yourself replaying over and over again. Someone who maybe is experienced with EMDR uh, and other trauma therapies could be really helpful in softening that inner dialogue to the point where it quiets down and you can then move towards building your your skill set that will give you what you need to build your sense of self-esteem. Also, having a life coach can be super helpful for us hunter types. That's why I do life coaching. That's what was helpful for me when I first started. Before ADHD coaching was even a thing, I reached out to a life coach because I realized I need someone on a regular basis that I can check in with and assess, here's what I want to be doing. And because of the tendency, we all have to get thrown off course. Like I want someone that helps me get back on course and analyzes what are those thick parts of my life that I'm not paying attention to that I do need to pay attention to. Now, one more important tool when we're looking at how do we overcome low self-esteem? How do I, how do we pull ourselves out of a trigger? Something triggered us and it's really eroding our sense of self-esteem. Journaling, as I mentioned many, many times on this podcast is so helpful, but knowing how to journal is really important. You don't want to just sit down and just write. You want to have some kind of structure. So I want to just point you again to episode 65, Journaling for Clarity. There is a worksheet that goes with that episode And if you just go through those four steps, which is based on nonviolent communication, having a good toolkit 
with things like journaling can be really helpful. So when the trigger comes, you catch it before it turns into an unconscious inner dialogue that just slowly, just like Pac-Man, just eats away at your self-esteem. So you need to be able to catch those things. Otherwise, they can do a lot of damage. You want to have an incident come up. You want to have a tool to work with that incident so that you're not just floundering and have a way to untie yourself. Now, if you have a good therapist, that's a great use of it, especially if you have regular therapy sessions. That's a great way to work with it. And for some of you, that's maybe the best bet because then it gives you some, some extra support you need to talk things through. But ultimately, that therapy should yield some good tools for you so that you don't need the therapy in order to help pull yourself out. You want to learn the tools so that you can be uh, self-reliant emotionally so that you can go through something and know, okay, I have this tool that works. I know how to use it and it can re- and it really helps to then bolster your sense of self-esteem because you've stopped the thing that's eating away at it. Okay, so here's the exercise. I want to leave you with an exercise because I want you to take this information and what I talked about today and put it to practice. Otherwise, you just hear it. It's just another thing. It's just entertainment. I want you to really take some action on this so that you can make it real in your life. So here's the exercise. If you can, hit pause and find a sheet of paper and something to write on, or you can even do it on your phone or on your computer. And I'm going to ask you this one question. So answer this question. What feeds your self-esteem? What activities in the past have given you a sense of self-esteem? What was the context? What were you doing? Write that out for yourself and write as many as you can think of. Start, you know, start from present moment and then just work your way back. And you may have to go back 10, 20 years. I want you to really think about what are the things that when you do them, they meet your sense of self-esteem. Now ask yourself, what actions can I put on my schedule this week based on that list that will meet my need for self-esteem? What are some activities that you can make into habits that, so that you can do them on a regular basis so you are shoring up your sense of self-esteem regularly? I want to empower you to know that there are actions that you can take regularly that will feed your sense of self-esteem. So make that list and then ask yourself, what are some things on that list that you can put on your schedule this coming week? Now, keep in mind, you will not know whether or not it meets that need until you actually do it. So do not, just because it worked in the past does not necessarily mean it's going to happen now. So the only way you're going to know is by going through the experience and then, and then asking yourself, it's like, where am I at? Do I feel better about myself? Does my sense of self-worth and, and uh, self-confidence go up as a result of doing this activity? And it's a yes or no answer. It's, it should be fairly clear to you whether or not it's feeding that need for self-esteem or not. So it's important not to just have an idea and think, well, it didn't work, so I'm just going to let it go. Okay, if that didn't work, was there a different context that may have happened in the past that made that more nourishing for you? Start to build out that list and then see if you can put one or two of those actions on your schedule this week. And maybe it's something you do with another person. Think about that. But make it as simple as possible. If you have a long list, then ask yourself, what's the easiest 
two or three things I can do this coming week that will meet my need for self-esteem. Okay, that's it. I hope that was helpful. Just as a reminder, we have one more mind mapping workshop coming up on August 16th. If you're interested, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mind map workshop. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.